Jesus raised his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Give glory to your Son, so that your Son may glorify you. Just as you gave him authority over all people, so that your Son may give eternal life to all you gave him. Now this is eternal life, that they should know you, the only true God, and the one whom you sent, Jesus Christ. I glorified you on earth by accomplishing the work that you gave me to do. Now glorify me, Father, with you, with the glory that I had with you before the world began. I revealed your name to those whom you gave me out of the world. They belong to you, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything you gave me is from you, because the word you gave to me I have given to them, and they accepted them and truly understood that I came from you. And they have believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I do not pray for the world, but for the ones you have given me, because they are yours, and everything of mine is yours, and everything of yours is mine. And I have been glorified in them, and now I will no longer be in the world, but they are in the world while I am coming to you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. This is one of those Gospel passages of John that we need to take and just allow the words to kind of just be flavored, just be savored, that's the word I wanted to use, savored, and just allow it to dwell with us and allow almost each of those different pieces to dwell because each one of us will give a, give a deeper sense of what the whole mission and message of Christ is about. It is impossible for me to go into this whole thing and then touch every part of it, but the several parts that I'm not going to touch on is in my word, I've given them my word, and your, my word dwells in them. And they believe that you sent me, that I was one sent by the Father. We need to pay very much attention to being sent. Christ is the one sent by the Father, and he is the one Then we breathe on the disciples. He sends them, and he is also sharing his life with us, and he sends us. We are sent by him, just as he was sent by the Father. So take time with those words. What I wanted to focus on this morning was the thing of glorifying God. Jesus saying to the Father, I have glorified you. And the fullness of Christ glorifying the Father was his death on the cross. What was it that counted Christ glorify the Father 
in his death on the cross. I firmly believe we have to ask the question, why did the Father send Jesus into the world? I believe he sent him into the world because we had lost sight of his love for all of creation, for all of life, of every human person. We lost sight of that and often thought power was the way that God worked. The power was what is important. And now Jesus, in giving his life on the cross, revealed the love of his Father for all of us. As he poured out his life for us, he was revealing to us how fully the Father loved us. That's how he glorified the Father. Something that's fascinating throughout the entire gospel, Christ never destroys his enemies. He never destroyed those who put him to death. Even to those nailing him to the cross, he said, Father, forgive them. They do not know what they are doing. When Judas approached him to betray him, he still kissed him. And it was a genuine kiss of affection toward him, but Judas's heart was too hardened. It also notice in the gospel, Jesus never destroys the demons. I would have thought when I was young that, well, why didn't he destroy the demons? He never did. He only cast them out. He only freed people from their control, from their power over them. He freed them. He, in a way, destroyed the power of the demon to control or destroy people. That's what he destroyed, their power. He took the power away from them. He never destroyed them. God never destroyed anything that he has made. God loves and cherishes everything he has ever made. And that's what's so fascinating. So look how often the power that Christ had, all of the power wasn't for his glory. All the power was to glorify the Father and he did only what the Father asked him to do. And it's one of giving life, a one of healing, a one of forgiveness and mercy. That was what his power was about. His power was sharing with others that word that he had from the Father, the word that would give life. And when they embraced that word, the life of the love of the Father for them, then they had his life within them. That is what eternal life is about. Eternal life is actually the living love of the Father that Christ had within him that he shared with us. And he wanted us to know that. And as Christ said, they know me. What we know is the love of Christ for the Father and his love for us. And that is what Christ really came to do to make known, to reveal the love of the Father. And in that way, he glorified the Father, and then the Father in turn glorified him by raising him from death to life. He is alive. He lives among us. He is at the right hand of the Father. In Christ, heaven and earth are joined together, united with one another. In our, in our union with Christ, to the extent that we're united with him, we're actually in union with heaven, with the Heavenly Father. 
So that is how Christ was glorified in turn by the Father as he glorified the Father by his life. And also then the apostles glorified him in giving their lives for him. And they truly gave glory to him and glorified the Father as well. Think of all the lives of the saints. The lives of the saints give glory to God, give glory to the Father. All the lives of the saints reveal actually the life of Christ to us, of Christ living within them and they living within him. Every saint by their life has glorified God. And God in turn glorifies them in enabling us to ask for their intercession. And their intercession on our behalf, when our prayers are in a way assisted by God through them, they are glorified in the work that they continue to do for us and among us. Yes, the saints are glorified not for the sake of their glory, but because they reveal to us the love of the Father and they still make it known, they still make it present. So I think a fundamental statement that I'd like to leave is that we can always ask the question, and it's a good determinant whether what we're doing is good or wrong or right, does this glorify the Father? And what I, do, what I am doing and what I am saying and how I am living does it give glory to the Father? If we can say, yes, it glorifies God, we can know that we're on the right course, the right path. But if it doesn't glorify the Father, if it doesn't give glory to Christ who poured out his life for us, if it doesn't reflect his love living within us, then we need to turn away from that which is harmful and turn back to him. And again, the ultimate question I think we need to ask very simply, does this 